on today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by U.S. Bank, Lizzie Seathouse from the league, USL, talking about Forever Proud, the Pride Initiative uh, that is taking place not just this month, but every month um, of the year. So we talked to her about that, how that initiative came to be, and much, much more. And then following that, Sonny Kaur, who is one of our artist spotlights, who designed couple pieces and including a scarf for World Refugee Day that is coming up on Sunday. So you can go to SacRepublicFC.com right now to check out that scarf. It's very cool. So we talked to her for a few minutes about her design. Um, so a lot of good stuff on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to hear the Oakland Roots preview, that was on earlier this week with Matt George. Go back and listen to that to get ready for Saturday's match. The Republic taking on Oakland Roots on the road for a 5.30 p.m. kickoff, a little earlier than normal, so 5.30, and that will be on KQCA, My58, ESPN Plus, and Estrella TV. Also, next Saturday, full capacity. Fans will be brought back in bunches for next Saturday's match following the guidelines in the June 15th date that is now passed. We will be having full capacity at next match. That's next Saturday, June 26th, as the Republic take on Phoenix Rising. So we hope to have you out for that match. We can finally have everybody back, um, and it's going to be an awesome, incredible, fun night. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are as well, um, and that is very exciting. If you haven't bought tickets to that yet, go to sacrepublicfc.com slash single match tickets. Lizzie Seedhouse and Sonny Carr coming up, but first, this financial timeout is all about savings. U.S. Bank has a few helpful tips on how to build your savings over time. The first step is knowing what you're saving for. Some ideas, retirement, debt reduction, a beach vacation, an emergency fund, new living room furniture, or even a show pug named Dolores. If you're into pugs, maybe you are, maybe you're not. What you save for is up to you. Once you have the thing you're saving for in mind, determine how much you want to save, then break it out into monthly dollar amounts and add them to your monthly budget. You can even open multiple savings accounts to help you sort your money. If you need a place to do that, you can head to usbank.com slash financial IQ, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, Breakaway fans. Shout out to our friends at Suncrest Bank who not only believe that local matters, they prove it with their support of Sac Republic. When you think about the struggles we've endured over the past year and a half, it's good to know that Suncrest Business Recovery Center is at the backs of local businesses the entire time with PPP, SBA, and agribusiness loans. They're here for the long haul, ensuring our community not only survives, but thrives. Suncrest Bank is where Central Valley turns for personal and business banking needs. Visit any one of their seven locations or online at suncrestbank.com. You can also call them at 916-830-3560 and speak to a Suncrest business account representative today. It's 916-830-3560. And hey, give us an assist. Tell them Connor Sutton sent you. Go Republic. Go Suncrest Bank. The bank where local matters, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Bandit in the box! Unbelievable strike! My goodness, what a defensive play! Half the crowd can't even believe it! Big match coming up Saturday is Sacramento trying to get back on track. Uh, Had a great conversation with Matt George on Wednesday, if you missed that podcast, go back and listen to it now. Um, was that training a couple couple times this week just to hear from some of the guys uh, and talking to 
numbers number of different players. There's a lot of confidence still in this team. They're excited. They're ready to go. They got a little bit of a break. Got to take you know take a few deep breaths. Get some guys healthier. Um, and get and get guys kind of you know get them a little bit of rest. And I think uh, that was huge. So that 10 day break in between uh, the last match and this one coming up tomorrow is so big. Uh, so talking to the guys, that's that's the vibe I got around the the locker room and even talking to the coaching staff is they feel good for this weekend. They feel good going forward. It was just a wild stretch there with, you know, four games in 12 days, five and 19. I think they didn't have one real training session um, in those four and 12, just because you can't, you have to regen and do all those kinds of things. So wild stretch there, but they're past it. Um, They're ready to go. A big loss for Los Dos on Wednesday against Las Vegas. So that changes things a little bit in the Pacific division and a huge opportunity for Sacramento to get three points and get right back in the hunt for the top slot in the Pacific Division. So, a lot of good stuff coming. Excited for Saturday. Hope you guys are as well. It's a big match. It's the first match for Oakland in their history at home. Um, So that'll be exciting as well. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's obviously very, very important for Sacramento to get back on track. So that's all the thing I wanted to say here. Um, Just keep it relatively brief. And, uh, I, I mean... Big one Saturday, maybe a bigger one next Saturday. Um, and really these next two matches can change the course of the season in a positive or a negative way or a neutral way. I mean, it really could, but it's just this little stretch here um, is, is huge for, for confidence for the Republic. So Saturday is a big one. Looking forward to it. Should be a little, should be not only that, it's just like a good match as well because uh, these two teams played really, really physical, really chippy the last two times they faced off um, in Sacramento. All right, let's get to Lizzie Seedhouse. All right, Republic FC fans, joining us from the league office, she's been integral in starting the Forever Proud campaign for the USL Championship and the USL in general. It's Lizzie Seedhouse. Lizzie, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, How are you doing? And seriously, thank you for doing this. Hi, Connor. No, thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm really excited to talk about Forever Proud and Pride and and just you're really honored to be on your podcast today. So thank you. Well, thank you for, for joining us. I, I want to talk about Forever Proud because I, I know it's new um, and with the league, and I want to ask kind of how it started and how it began. Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, last year we had an incident of a homophobic slur in one of our games, right? And we were very reactionary about it, right? There wasn't anything in place in advance that had any like preventative measures, right? And we're, we're not happy about seeing it in our game, but it was something we really wanted to tackle and then uh, there was a lot of social unrest last year as well. So in the off season, the league and its professional clubs formed an impact committee, which was uh, democrat- democratically nominated members of USL clubs and HQ that could sit on this central committee and really identify what's important to the league and to the clubs that are part of, of the, the membership group. Right. And it wasn't just the league forcing one agenda down on everyone of like, this is what the league believes and everyone else should too. Right. So we formed this impact committee and then the impact committee identified three key areas of importance, which were gender equity, anti-racism, and then LGBTQ plus inclusivity. From there, subcommittees were formed for each of those causes. And so I sit on the gender equity subcommittee that just recently helped launch the W League and then also the LGBTQ plus inclusivity committee, which in April launched the Forever Proud Project. So I want to talk about the Forever Proud project because um, it is something that is so important. You know, we obviously do things here in Sacramento um, in honor of Pride Month and throughout the year. Um, But you guys even talked about in the Forever Proud project that it can't just be about 
just Pride Month. It has to be a year-long thing. Absolutely right. Uh, like I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian all year round, and it's nice that I get a nod on like Lesbian Visibility Week, uh, and it's nice that things happen around Pride Month. But um, I, I face struggles and challenges and discrimination all year round, and I think it was important uh, with the subcommittee that has you know members from OKC and San Diego and Greenville uh, that we put something together that was evergreen or, or everlasting in year round and that you know pride is not just parades and it's not just a profile picture on on your social media or just a hashtag there's so much more to it and so we, we built this year round calendar that touches on international pronouns day and coming out day right and and zero discrimination day and, and things like that uh that bring awareness to like some of the the great things about being a gay person can can have and, and opportunities, but then also some of the the real struggles. Um, an example of that on on May seventeenth is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. We we recently celebrated that with uh, a pledge and some information, but not a lot of people know that the May seventeenth sorry May seventeenth is significant for the LGBTQ plus community because it was the day that the World Health Organization declassified being gay as a mental health illness. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of history and a lot of things that like people don't know about this community. So we want to make this year round platform for conversation on it. How important is it for fans to hear real life stories about whether it's fans, whether it's teams, whether it's players or coaches who are in this community and hearing their stories about some of their struggles and that can kind of, you know, make, people who maybe aren't as aware, more aware? I think it's honestly like one of the most important things. Visibility and awareness is one of our key pillars. I, I firmly believe that like visibility changes lives. I think it saves lives as well. Um, you know, if, if you don't have someone that looks like you or sounds like you or, or thinks like you, um, you get very lonely, right? And we see the uh, LGBTQ plus youth like have a much higher rate of self-harm and suicide because they're they're feeling isolated and they're they're not sure what what's going on and there aren't like enough positive role models so I wanted to like come forward as the front person for the Forever Proud project just to show people like that I'm here right and I'm accessible and I want to make a difference to at least one person with my visibility as well I think it's it's so important especially when you see on athletes like male professional athletes Colin Martin is incredible uh right and i wish we had uh i wish we had um a sport and an ecosystem where more athletes would feel comfortable to come out because i think it it really would change lives especially on uh you know young athletes and and another piece another pillar that i know you guys have you know obviously visibility awareness being so important is is educating and and, and training of people who maybe again aren't as aware or as um you know upfront about this happening and some of the issues that have been in, as, as far as inclusivity, how, how vital is that? And how are those um, part of the solution? I think it's, it's so important to have education as part of this, right? Like, again, it, it's not just parades and flags and awareness states. It's like, um, how do we create real change and how do we push people out of their comfort zone to think a little bit differently or, or provide one nugget of information that makes people go, huh, I didn't realize that about transgender people. I didn't know that was a law in my state, right, the restricted uh, LGBTQ plus rights. So we're working really hard at the league office to provide resources from, you know, crafted by me and our expert partners to provide to clubs on some key issues, right? But then also 
Um, I think it's the league's responsibility to provide kind of grassroots training all the way up through pro. So we've partnered with a group called Football Versus Homophobia. And in July, they're going to be um, training our Super Wine Academy coaches and admins on how to stamp out homophobia when they see it on the youth side, right? Like teaching um, kids that like calling your teammate gay when they miss a shot doesn't make you a good teammate. And it, it is actually is homophobic. So we're working on the youth level all the way up to club front officers and coaches and our athletes. Like um, change has to happen at every level. And we, we obviously gets magnified when it happens in a professional game on the pitch, but can we like prevent it at the youth level, right? And how, can we change the culture in the stands? So it's a 360 approach to education that, you know, we're really excited about because I think that's how you have the most impact. Well, obviously this is an important initiative in our league. Um, and, and I'm curious too, is like how you obviously working in the league office can work with certain teams to help them take initiative and, and do things that not only are important for, you know, this initiative, but also fits in their city. Yeah, I think what we're doing is, is we're, we're humble enough to recognize as a league, right, that every market is different and that the Sacramento fan is very different than the Tampa Bay Rowdy fan that is different than the, the fan in San Antonio, Texas, right? And so we, we appreciate and respect that, like, every club may know their market and their fan base a little bit better and, and be, you know, want to participate to varying degrees in the Forever Proud project. So what we do on a monthly basis is provide a resource packet that gives clubs information on like, why is Pride Month important? What happened during the Stonewall uprising in June, right? Who do you follow on social media? What hashtags to use? Um, even kits on Pride Night, right? Like setting teams up for success. So like, here's a model. Here are some local LGBTQ plus organizations that you can reach out to. Like we've done all of that for clubs to give them a leg up and give them the opportunity to be as involved as they want to. Some clubs, you know, um, might just feel comfortable doing a pride journey, jersey um, or training top or just wearing the armband and doing a read. And that might be their, their first touch point with the community and other clubs, you know, like Sacramento are doing the kickstart program and giving money back, right. Which is huge. So we, we always want to just like respect the clubs and their markets, but give everyone the, the tools to do as much as they can. I think what's cool too about it is every market is going to have a different idea and different ways to do certain things. And um, seeing some of the different teams, what they've come up with, I've seen some of the pride jerseys um, that are incredible designs. And it's so important. And it's funny last year, we talked to Stonewall FC, who I'm sure you're familiar with over in England um, and talking about like their, some of their instances in their, um, some of their stories, which is really cool. And I think one of the things that I'm, that I'm, I, I like to see from the USL is you guys have this pledge on your website that fans can actually go on and, and take. Um, and I know that that's important, but for, for instance, if, I mean, how important is that? And what does that do as kind of, maybe it's a first step with someone who, you know, who wants to be an ally? Yeah, I think, um, it's, it's a, an entry point to being an ally, right? So the pledge is about, Stamping out homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia out of soccer. It's about pledging to lead with kindness and celebrating people's differences and creating safe spaces. And I think publicly saying that, right, and sharing that pledge on social media means something to people, right? Like um, people say they, they know you're a safe person. Uh, for me, as part of the LGBTQ plus community, 
uh, there's always a question of like, am I safe? You know what I mean? When you're coming out to people or, you know, people ask you what you did this weekend or what your husband does and having to pivot to, well, my wife does this, you know, uh, you're always questioning if you're safe. So just being a safe space for someone to land is really helpful. And when you do sign up and take the pledge, uh, we'll, we'll take your email address. And then we also provide you with resource packets on a monthly basis. So like we were providing to clubs, we, we sent an email out earlier this week saying, you know, here's a video from Colin Martin on how to be an ally. And here's uh, another video and, um, from Landon Donovan. And we, we provide different content of how to support this month, right? So maybe, again, maybe it's just you read the email, right? Or maybe you just read one article or you go sign up for an event, right? That we're hosting and things like that. So it's, it's a good entry point for people who are just interested and and want to help maybe don't know don't don't know how yet you know so i mean yeah it's it's so important but where can where can fans do that it looks like uslsoccer.com slash forever proud is that the spot where kind of fans of our team for instance can go and see hey here's what the league is doing here i mean obviously we have our own um landing page for fans as well but for the league office that that is the spot for them to land correct yeah, that's the hub that's got information about our partners like Puma uh, and the Trevor Project and uh, a couple more. It's got the pledge. It's got our key dates. And it's also got a 20 page kind of booklet on like the Forever Proud Project itself. Right. So if you want to really learn more, understand the substance behind it and, and the thought that we put into it, then that's the, the place to go. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Um, we have our Pride match coming up, I think, on the 26th, which is going to be incredible for multiple reasons because we're going to have full fans back, um, but also we get to celebrate in many ways. So i um, very excited to have you on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, Connor. It's been a pleasure, and good luck with the Pride match this month. Thank, thank you. This financial timeout is brought to you by U.S. Bank. We're talking about identity theft and how to protect yourself online. Here are a few good online habits to practice. Update your software. When your phone or computer prompts you, do the update. Updates often include fixes to security issues. Beware of updates that don't come from email, though. Many updates should be launched through the operating system itself. Anything else could be a phishing attempt. Always use unique, strong passwords and don't use the same password on more than one site. Use strong authentication like a token code or a two-step verification. Make sure you securely delete your information from old devices before selling or disposing of them. Avoid phishing emails. Never click links or open attachments in emails from unknown senders. Lastly, be careful of what personal information you post online. Learn more tips to help improve your online security at usbank.com slash protect yourself online equal housing lender member fdic all right republic fc fans excited to talk to today's artist spotlight who is doing a lot of work with us uh for world refugees a that you'll see coming up here pretty soon um in sunroom Colorado. and i wanted to ask you and I'm, I'm excited to have you on um excited for a couple things that are down the pipeline uh for us so thank you so much for joining us today yeah, no worries. I'm excited. I, uh, I think it's an, uh, you know, I want to hear a little bit about what World Refugee Day means to you. And then I want to ask about your, your artwork and some of your pieces. So what does the day mean to you? Sure. Um, though I'm not, a, you know, a refugee myself, I do understand the struggles that come with being in such a, you know, a difficult position. And I recognize that struggle and I wanted to acknowledge it as well as celebrate it in a positive way and bring some light to the situation. So. That's awesome. I mean, I think it's a it's a day that needs to be celebrated more and more uh, as we you know, it's something that maybe 
couple years ago, we didn't hear about it as much or maybe five years ago. And now mm -hmm. it is, it has come to the forefront even more, which is excellent. Um, I want to ask about two of your, of your pieces. Um, one, as you mentioned before we started is a self portrait. The other is more of a pattern. Can I talk, take me through, you know, what the procedure was, how that, how, how your process worked to come up with those two things? Sure. Um, Killer <laughs> piece or just review? I, get, I want to hear both. Tell me about both. Okay, sure. So for the scarf, which is the pattern-based geometric patterning piece, um, a lot of my work is obviously inspired by Indian miniature classical styles of painting. So for this one, I wanted to focus specifically on, you know, symmetrical design work and all of that. So what had happened was I had come across this really beautiful um, marble inlay piece. I forget which century it's from, but it's part of this. Um, I for, oh my god, it's part of a palace in India. I forget which one. I'm sorry. I'm like I should know this, but okay. <laughs> I just. So I use that as a foundation for building the design from, and then I was able to digitize it and then replicate it. And then initially ended up painting it again in the end. So I went through this whole process of like finding a historical source material, making a digital contemporary, and then going back and painting in a very like classical way. I love it. And uh, what about the other piece? The self-portrait. So most of my work is about, I mean, unfortunately it does include a lot of self-portraiture and a lot of that has to do with, um, using Western classical conventions of art production in a way that's relevant to me and then using that as a way to decolonize my own body and roots. So for this piece, I chose, um, I forget what the exact painting is called, but I think it's like Duke of Urbino. And then I was able to use the background. If you pull up the original painting, it's a Italian Renaissance work. Um, and then I'm pretty much, you could see the, the similarities between the pieces and he is a male. So subverting that as well, changing that narrative. And then the rest of it is surrounded by Indian miniature inspired motif work again. So sort of like a hybrid of both forms. That's excellent. That's excellent. And I feel like because um, we've done a few of these interviews with different, you know, various of our artist spotlights um, and hearing the different styles is always so cool because, you know, we've had kind of a cartoonist um, in the beginning and then, you know, working in different yeah. styles um, is very, very cool. I wanted to ask um, for people who you know want to see more of your work. I know we'll have the scarf coming out soon. Um, but where can they do so? Um, they can find Instagram. So my my Instagram handle is a little weird, but it's at loquacious underscore lines. But if they would also search up my name, Sunroop God, it would also come up. So it'd be the best way to find my stuff. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for sitting down and talking to us. I know it was just for a few minutes. Um, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see the scarf, uh, you know, yes. around the stadium, uh, around the city. Um, so very excited. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Our thanks to Lizzie and Sonny for jumping on the podcast. Our thanks, as always, to U.S. Bank, the presenting partner of this podcast. And, of course, thank to all of you. Appreciate you guys listening and subscribing, following, giving comments, doing all that sort of thing. We really, really appreciate it. Republic in action tomorrow night. Don't miss it. ESPN Plus, KQCA, 558, 530 p.m. kickoff. And, as always, go Republic.